On such a day as this, a day of such good weather that people wandered in the streets with no more business on their minds than to dally in the warm sunshine, Waterdeep irritated Lord Dorgar Otterbrent. He walked muttering through the crowds, pushing the more aggravating pedestrians aside with his cane. He knew his irritation was irrational. After all, on a fine day, the city presented itself in its greatest glory— the gleaming statues, the marvelous buildings, the crooked streets, the busy harbor, the hustle, and the glamour. But there it was. The vibrant city, the noisy and argumentative city, annoyed him. Yet, for almost all his long life, Lord Otterbrent had loved Waterdeep more than any living thing. On such a day, Lord Otterbrent's unquiet mind drove him to the quietest place in all of Waterdeep the city of the dead. At the Coffin March Gate, he turned away from the southern end of the cemetery, avoiding the many visitors and public monuments there. Instead, he trod the lesser paths leading north, toward the tombs emblazoned with the old names, the noble names, the names of families once known and now long forgotten by all but him. Soon his own footsteps crunching upon the gravel were the only sounds he heard, Oh, if he concentrated, there were the indistinct whispers that always filled the air in that silent place, but the sun was bright overhead, and the shadows were driven into hiding beneath the bushes or in their graves, and he had never been afraid of ghosts. At last he reached the tomb he sought. He unlocked the bronze door. A slight rustle stirred in the dark, and a whiff of rose oil, faint as the memory of a dream, issued forth. His mind immediately soothed. Lord Otterbrand descended the mausoleum's steps into the gloomy, peaceful depths. The ball sailed over Sofria's head and landed with a splat in the middle of a mud puddle. From her viewpoint, as a goalpost, watching her various older brothers and many young male cousins scramble after the ball, five-year-old Sofria could not tell if the boys had scored a point or incurred a penalty. It did not seem to matter. Everyone was sliding through the puddle, fists flying. The misshapen and much-abused leather ball rolled away unheeded, stopped finally by an uncarved headstone. Above the little girl... The sky shone a cloudless blue, only the thinnest ribbons of white clouds scudding past the crooked gables of dead-end house. The ringing of hammers against wood, iron, and marble echoed through the yard as Sophia's father, uncles, and older cousins began their morning's work on the gravestones and coffins commissioned for the recently deceased of Waterdeep's richest families. Sophia's mother... Grandmother and aunts had agreed that the first day of Tarsac was a beautiful day for cleaning. The carver women were busy turning over carpets, sweeping out dust, and generally scrubbing dead-end house from basement to attic. Swept out of the door with her brothers and younger cousins, Sophia sat upon a stack of clothing abandoned by the boys, kicking her legs and wondering what to do. After designating her as a boundary marker in one of their endless ball games, Sofria's older brothers had told her to stay put and don't follow us, an instruction she heard so often as the youngest member of a large and mostly male family that she forgot it immediately. 
While the boys fought and tussled for the possession of the battered leather ball, Sofria grew more and more bored with her job as a coat weight. With a shout, her brother Leplo jumped on her cousin Bentnor, who had just regained his feet after the last wrestling match, and the rest of the boys piled on top. Realizing that nobody was paying any attention to her, Sofria slipped off the pile of the boys' coats and wandered to the far end of the courtyard. The gate to the City of the Dead stood ajar, one of her bigger cousins having just carried a bronze marker through it. One of the black-and-white carver cats slid through, intent on its own business in the graveyard. Beyond the gate, Sofria could see the tangle of spring flowers, tall bushes, and gleaming marble tombs. A buzz of bright wings amid the flowers attracted her eye.